It's the Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine podcast, and I'm Janet Blair. Each week, I sit down with one of my girlfriends, whether it be Amber, Teresa, Natalie, Carrie, Ashley, Tara, Stephanie. We talk about whatever. We completely restore this trailer, you know, fry people's faces off as a bad Mexican. I don't understand the competition that goes on between women. Two girls and a bottle of wine. Over a glass of wine, bottle of wine, or sometimes a couple bottles of wine. Join in on Facebook at facebook.com slash two girls and a bottle of wine. Don't miss us. <laughs> Hello, I'm Janet. And I'm Carrie. And we, we are two, two girls and a bottle of wine. wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. Carrie McLeod's back. I am back. How has your new year been? It's been good. I haven't seen you since Christmas, right? Yep, a few days before Christmas. You are my Christmas podcast host. Yeah, I probably would have been your Valentine's one, except I'm so excited that T-Squared is going to be back on. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I know the date is because she might come over and do skin pin before that if I get off work early. Oh, fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can announce that here on the podcast. T-Squared's coming back. It's been a while. She's had some life stuff going on, and she moved to Wyoming practically. <laughs> and so we don't see her as much. So I'm, I'm very excited to have her back. I'm really excited because, you know, I like all your co-hosts, but of course, T-Squared is my favorite. Mm-hmm. But, you know, T-Squared is one of my favorite people just... In the world. In the world. Yeah. You and T-Squared. Aw, thanks. It's just you guys. <laughs> How's school going? Because that's why we haven't been able to connect... You've got life. <clears throat> school is going. School is going great. Um, I have the professor again. You remember the professor that was marking me down because I'm wordy. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, and she's. I, I have ninety nine point seven five in the class. So nice. Yeah. So I'm. But the first one, the first one, I got around it because she said this could be. It was like the history of uh, organizational theory, mm-hmm. organizational, yeah, organizational theory. And she said, "I saw it in little small print. You could do this in a spreadsheet if you like." And I said, "That'd get me around that whole wordiness." You know, and I'm thinking, I work with spreadsheets all the time because we do some weird stuff where we use spreadsheets at work as if they're databases, you know, so I work with spreadsheets all the time. So I figured, you know, put it in Excel, got 100%. She loved it. She thought it was great. And you're like, yeah, so I got so I got around that first one. And then the second one, um, the second paper I just managed to be concise, but it's harder. It's hard when you are somebody who's kind of wordy. Mm-hmm. It is harder to be concise because it means a lot more rewriting than I would normally do. Right. I mean, you know, if I were writing, you know, a novel or something, of course, I'd do tons of rewriting. But, you know, that's just school. It's just school. <laughs> just school. Uh-huh. <laughs> but what's funny is every single time, so I can, and I posted this on Facebook, but I can count on one single hand how many non-A's I've ever gotten in a class since the beginning of time, since I was in first grade. Because you're my smart friend. And, <laughs> and, but I still panic every single time I get ready to turn in a paper, every single time it goes through my head. 
I hope I understood the assignment correctly. What if I didn't? What if it's crap? This is going to be crap. I'm You're sure I'm going to have to do this. You're second guessing yourself. You know, That's and not and, and no, I think it actually is because you know the fact that I posted on Facebook and a lot of my my really intelligent friends they go through the same thing for women. Mm-hmm. Men don't get it. They're like. <laughs> They don't get it. And then and then I know Zach was being smart ass. He's like, you know, maybe do the math. Actually do the math. And then if you can see that the that the likelihood is I'm like, I'm not gonna spend time doing the math. Uh, Plus I know you're being a smart ass. So, smart ass Zach. That'd be a lot of math. That would be a lot of I'm math. Forty nine years old. I have an undergrad degree, an MBA, and I'm working on a second master's, you know. That'd be a lot of math. A lot. <laughs> And it would tax my memory too. So you've got a good memory. I have a better memory than I say that I have. I like to joke about my age regarding my memory, and I'll have—I I don't have a memory as far as like one of the biggest lies I ever tell myself is, "I can go to the store without a list." I'll remember. <laughs> you know, for so for small details, and yeah, I I don't. You know, because that that just clouds up my brain. But big things, yeah, absolutely. I have a great memory. Yeah, we were just talking. It's one of those things that you were referencing your ex, and you're like, "Yeah, my ex, Steve." And I'm like, "Hey, I didn't know." And you're, "Yeah, you did, Janet. We've mm-hmm. talked about this." I'm like, "Oh, I have a horrible memory, and I don't know what it is. It's not that I don't care, like stuff like that. I care about, but it just doesn't seep in. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me, Carrie? Uh-huh. I need to take some ginkgo." <laughs> I play, you know, honestly, I play, especially now that I'm getting older, I play a lot of, uh, you know, like uh, brain games. You do? Yeah. You have time for that? Um, I have a lot more time for things than people think I do. Oh. Like, I, I try and pretend like with school, it's so challenging, it's so hard, I work full time, I have kids, it's hard going to school. And it, and it is, it does take time. But at the same time, I read, like, you know, the average number of hours that you're going to spend in this master's program per week is 25 to 30 hours. And I'm like, yeah, I'm spending maybe eight. Oops. Should maybe. you tell people that? Like, maybe. What if your professor, I'm if sure it's your easier, professors listen to this podcast. But if it's easier for me, then, you know, I'm still doing the work I'm supposed to do. I still do all the reading I'm supposed to do. Maybe I'm right. just, you know, I'm, and and. I guess you would have to count, too. You know, I finally figured out that the reason why I write so fast is because I'm writing it in my head as soon as I read the, si- the assignment. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not as soon as I read the assignment. So I read the assignment so I know what parts of what I'm reading to really focus on. You know, I'll focus on everything because it interests me. But um, what parts of what I'm reading, what parts I need to take notes on, you know, so that I can add it to my paper what stuff I want to research, what what articles and, you know, types of articles I want to pull. Um, and then once I've done that, then I start writing it in my head anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, and I'm really writing it. And, pro- and my colleagues probably really appreciate Wednesdays. Why? Because Wednesdays I always have a paper due, and it's not like I do it on Monday, <laughs> Tuesday. I do it on Wednesday. <laughs> And so on Wednesdays, I'm pretty quiet all day because I'm busy writing in my head. Oh. Yeah. And then you get home and just jot it all down? Yeah. But I, yeah. And I write like a seven-page paper in 20 minutes. That's insane. I'm a writer, though. You are. So. 
You are. You are. I have a stats class, um, not next term, but the term after. That one I'll spend more time on. So when it comes to reading for fun, do you have time for that now? Mm -hmm. What are you reading for fun right now? Um, You know... I am rereading a book that I read a couple of years ago. It's called What God Does to Your Brain. Okay. And so it's nonfiction. It's written by a theo- 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 theologist, a, a theologian, <laughs> okay, and a neuroscientist. Oh, wow. So it's some very interesting perspectives. And, you know, I'm kind of watching some of this take place now. And like the fire and brimstone, any extreme, extreme, it probably holds true for politics as well, but any extreme religion, which is generally a core belief that you were ingrained, you were hardwired into when you were a kid, um, for the ones that are much more extreme, fire and brimstone, it, that rewires your brain. It absolutely rewires your brain. So people can say, you know, and I'll watch this, you know, people who are agnostic or atheists, especially atheists who are very, very pro-science, I'll watch them argue with some of the the very, very extreme conservative Christians. I'm like, you're not going to get anywhere because their their brains are completely rewired, you know. And so, of course, I had some – I'm actually reading it just to try and – reference some things i'm not at all thrilled with uh the power bannon is is getting because he's very very extreme in his views he's very very sexist he thinks there should be a cap on uh women in higher education particularly in stem um and his views are that it's because women can't cut it and their dropout rate is so high, never acknowledging the fact that actually the dropout, they're, they're highly competitive academic fields, absolutely. You know, engineering and math and all those technology, they're highly competitive. <clears throat> However, the dropout rate is about the same. And in fact, it's crawling up for men while it's going down for women. So, you know, and I imagine the dropout rate is equal for both genders. You know, there there could be financial things. There could be, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of variables involved. And so to say that women aren't intelligent enough, I mean, you know. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of reference it because I know that he has. I, I don't think there's anything about him that is Christian, but. I I wanted to kind of look at some of these extreme views, thinking in terms of, okay, if I can understand the extreme views, maybe there's a way to address these extreme views. I'm not finding any hope in that, but Mm -hmm. um, it's it's an interesting read. I, I think a lot of people should read it. It's, you know, getting those two perspectives, getting the religious perspective of it and the neuroscientist's perspective of it. Uh, it's pretty interesting. And I've been reading a lot of um, political historians, too. Okay. That's been, uh, that's been interesting. A lot, of, a lot of them that I've read already, but now they have some different perspectives going on, and it's been interesting. It, it has been interesting. And, of course, I've been posting some of that stuff on, on Facebook. I've always been political because, I mean, I've always paid attention to politics. Mm -hmm. Being political, no, that's different. But I've always paid attention to politics because I want to know what the hell my employees are up to. Right. You know? 
Um, right now, it's a much more volatile situation, so I'm absolutely paying attention, and and I am posting political stuff, and um, I've been insulted more in the past month than I've ever been insulted in my life. And the interesting thing is, the insults seem to be the argument. I'm like, yeah, if you don't have, I'm very methodical in everything, you know. I mean, I, I post goofy stuff too. I'm not methodical about that. Whatever blurts out. With this, but in regards to things that are very serious, of course I'm extremely methodical. You know, I that's I don't, I don't, I'm not impulsive. I don't make impulsive decisions. You know, so I'm very very methodical in and how I research things and how I articulate it. And um, the insults have been fascinating, very fascinating. Tensions are very high. Well, I, I think. Uh, I think I think there's some very real reasons why why both parties should be concerned right now. And I'm not I'm a registered independent. I'm called a stupid democrat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, first of all, there's a couple of things here. First of all, percentage-wise, registered voters who have a bachelor's degree or above, 70% are registered independents or democrats. But I'm not even, I'm a registered independent. I don't believe in parties because I think, I think when you get embroiled in party loyalty, it, it's, a good, it's a good environment to create a lot of lazy, non-critical thinking voters on, on, on both sides. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying it's Republicans or Democrats. I think both are very, very equal of, okay, I'm just voting Democrat across the board. I'm just voting Republican across the board instead of actually taking a look at what the actual issues are. And so when I, you know, on my 18th birthday, I went to register to vote because I was very, very excited about the fact I got to register to vote. And and I knew then I wanted to be an independent. Amazingly enough, you know, my mom is a very extreme Christian Republican. That loves cats. That loves cats. And she used to I do remember that about your mom. Yeah. (laughs) And she used to talk about all the time, you know, because I was a big sinner. So she would talk all the time about, she would would compare us to the ancient Greeks and Romans and how we're going to fall because of all our sinning and permissiveness and all this stuff. (laughs) You know what you're reminding me of? Sheldon's mom. Yeah, is yeah, that your except mom? no, because she's not as loving as Sheldon's mom. Oh, um, damn! You know, because some some moms threaten Things no just Santa got Claus. Real. Some moms threaten no Santa Claus, and other moms threaten Armageddon. Oh. And oh that was God. that was more what I experienced. And so, yeah, by the time I was eighteen, I knew I was going to register as an independent because I didn't think a lot of stuff my mom said and my grandparents said made any damn sense. So. Um, but I have been insulted a lot. Um, I can't read the comments under Steve's, because Steve's very political. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't read the comments under his posts, because I, I did. And I would like react and be like, who the hell are you? You know. And then someone, even one of our mutual friends, was like, Janet, why are you engaging them? Yeah. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah, and I'm I'm at a point now where it's like I'm not gonna engage you. I mean, if your if your argument is to insult, then I'm right. I'm pretty sure you have no other important things to tell me. But some of the things I've been told lately, I've been astounding to me. Like, um, 
a few days ago, a guy, um, a, a friend of mine, she asked for me to be one of the administrators on her public page. And on that page, they weren't making any sense. I mean, they absolutely were not making any sense whatsoever. And, and so I just told them, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not. You, you've made it clear. You have no valid argument whatsoever. Your, your views on, on Islam and everything is based on fear. It's not based on actual facts. I did tell him, you know, you're likely, the likelihood of a toddler killing you that gets a hold of a gun from an irresponsible gun, gun owner is far greater right. than you being killed by a Muslim. So, um, you know, and at that point, then they start going off and off and off. And they're like, you know, I've been over there. And I'm like, you know what? My boyfriend has to. My boyfriend, my boyfriend is a, was a Marine. He's been over there. He's made it real clear. He served this country for all people. Mm-hmm. And he did get to know people, you know. And, and then, then, then they start going, both of them. So... So does your cuckold boyfriend and get off on watching you fuck black guys? I'm like, well, what is what is did, wrong what, huh? with you? I'm not getting this. You know, I told a story about how I challenged my own beliefs. You know, kind of what I told you. You know, I was uh-huh. raised by a very Christian Republican mother. My grandma, who is the sweetest woman in the world, she did call them colored people. You know. And that's just and she felt she felt we should right. love all of them, but not romantically. You should not love a colored person romantically. My my father and coming from small town yeah. Missouri, it's yeah, and that was I my think grandma we, from we're Kansas. progressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he like I was home and he used that term, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I forgot yeah. this. Yeah. I forgot this. Yeah. So so I told a story about how I challenged my own beliefs because I think a lot of people they do really really stick with their platitudes that maybe don't even serve them anymore. They maybe don't even serve their lifestyle anymore. Like I do talk to a lot of people. I've talked to a lot of both. I've talked to Democrats. I'm like, you know, you kind of if you're going to be loyal to a party, you kind of show more conservatism views. And I've talked to Demo- I've talked to Republicans where I'm like, I don't think you know this, but really the way you live your life, you're much more like a Democrat. So it, it's it's been interesting. But, you know, I, I wanted to tell a story about how I challenged my own views. I mean, if I didn't, I would probably be on Facebook now talking about how we're going to be like the ancient Romans and Greeks and we're all going to die soon because of all our sinning, you know. And I probably would have insulted people for, you know, because I hung on to those those platitudes. Well, anyway, one of the insults I got was a guy, um, the, a guy private messaged me because he did actually insult me once on my page. And and uh, I have a lot of smart friends. And I was at, I was at work. And so <laughs> I didn't even – I, I – I post something and then he starts insulting and then all my friends, they jump in. I, I, and I get back on them. Suddenly I have like 96 comments. I'm like, Oh, what happened? (laughs) I wish you could see her face right now. I wasn't, I, I, I I don't even know how to respond to all this, but you know, anyway, so he private messaged me and he said that I proved because one of the things that helped me challenge my beliefs is my undergrad is from Metro, which is an extremely diverse school. And I became, you know, I became friends with Latinos and and Muslims and Africans and, you know, black Americans. And, you know, I mean, my world just grew. It became so incredibly, wonderfully diverse. 
And so anyway, he emails me that I proved why women should not go to college because we're not smart enough. And so we get we're we're easily brainwashed into liberal idealism that is very dangerous for this country. I'm like, well, first of all, diversity is a part of our country, you know, but anyway, just the insult. And then he blocked me, which is sad because I wanted to respond to him. Because sometimes I'm not above the insulting. You insult me like that. I'm not above it. And plus, this is a guy who I'm like, in a battle of wits, I can go toe-to-toe with you (laughs) any day. I mean, you still don't understand that contrails are not chemtrails to poison you from the government. So I'm pretty sure. I'm no genius, but I'm pretty sure I got this. But I wanted to respond to him because it was so sexist. So misogynistic that I wanted, I just wanted to say, you know, I feel really bad for your tiny little micro penis. Must be awful to go through life like that. (laughs) On that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, maybe we'll get a little bit on the lighter side. Okay. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Hey, this is Janet. And if you like this podcast, you got to check out Wrinkled Sheets. It's a podcast where I sit down with my boyfriend, Steve, and we talk about anything Call it therapy, call it crazy, but you gotta check it out. It's wrinkledsheets.podbean.com. And we're back with Carrie McLeod here on Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine. And we It would be funny if you just slid somebody new in. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. And people are like, I thought Carrie was on. No, I don't know where you got that idea. That would be so confusing. (laughs) (laughs) So we we were went a little deep on the first part of the podcast. So I'm a big fan and Steve points this out all the time. I like uh, escapism. I like to escape from reality. Mm-hmm. I don't read those kind of books that you read. I I like to just escape. And so you were talking to me about something you found recently that helped that is your escapism. Yeah. Netflix, which mm-hmm. people if you've listened to the podcast, you know Carrie is not her finger is not on the pulse of like celebrities or entertainment. So the fact that she started telling me about this and I had no idea what she was talking about. I'm so proud of you, Carrie. <laughs> well, I, I, ha- I had to because my, my son watched um, Schindler's List Friday night, which is deep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Exceptionally deep. Then he wanted to explore more. So then we're watching some Nazi uh, um, documentaries. And then he wanted to hear more. So I turned him on to Hotel Rwanda. And uh, at that point, uh, Ken and I are both like, okay. <laughs> we need something fun and mindless. So what'd you find? I, I need something good. And I'm like, oh, not a new SNL. There, was, there is now, but we'll watch that today. But um, So we found uh, Santa Clarita Diet with Drew Barrymore. It's a made-for-Netflix. You know, made-for-Netflix shows are, are just awesome. Um, and it's it's interesting because it's so different. It's hilarious and it's so, so different because she is – and we watched all of them. We watched all 10 of them. In, in a day? Yeah. Okay. They're 30 minutes. Okay. So we watched all 10 of them. And they That's never five hours, Karen. They never – they still never got to how she got this virus, how she died – and was just reanimated as a zombie. You know, she's a zombie. So Drew Barrymore, she's a mom and a and a 
and a wife and she's a zombie and the whole point of zombies is they're completely driven by their id which is you know so it means she has no impulse control although she does have more so than you would imagine Mm -hmm. a zombie would have (laughs) because it probably wouldn't work if she was just going and eating all people and having sex with whoever and everything you know um but yeah it's it's good she's she's very good in it She's, Have you always been a Drew Barrymore fan? Mm-hmm. What was the first one where she was a kid? E. Firestarter. Firestarter. Oh. <laughs> Firestarter first and then oh. E.T. I mean, that's the order I watched them, but yeah. I don't even know what Firestarter is. It's Stephen King. Oh. <laughs> she had um, pyrokinesis. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I E.T. as it came out when I was a kid. And so like I remember watching it over and over. It yeah. was one of the only VHS tapes we owned. Right. So watched it a lot. So and, and then, then I, I think she went kind of goofy for crazy. a while and, and stuff. But um, yeah, this is this is it, it's cute. That's awesome. I'll have to check it out. It's not intelligent watching or anything. It's just and seriously. After you watch Schindler's List, it's like you need, I need a freaking break. I really do. I think it's important that everybody understand that history. But right now, I need a break. Yeah, desperately. Are you watching any other shows? This is us, or yeah, I'm watch. We watch This Is Us and Criminal Minds, Big Bang Theory, of course. Of course, yes. Mm. This is us. Um, I was really surprised that they haven't been winning awards. Like I, I was like just certain that they were going to be like amazing at the golden globes and the sag awards because it is probably one of the best television shows i've seen in a while fantastic fantastic show it's well written right Mm -hmm. my writer friend well well written well acted um great story yeah i i have watched a few people say i don't see what's so great about it because they, they don't like the going back and forth Oh, I like it. It keeps time. me engaged. And I'm like, but that's the, that's important to the story. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing is very, very important to, to the story and how I like the story of interconnectedness. You know, there's so much interconnection in it and um, it's it's fantastic. And it dress, addresses a lot of real issues all mm-hmm. at once. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everybody that I've talked to on the podcast about that show, I, I think I've mentioned it on every podcast since I started watching did you ever watch uh, One Day at a Time? The very old mm-hmm. Valerie Bertinelli was in it and Mackenzie Phillips. No. Was it similar? Does it have Mm-mm. some? Oh. It was a comedy. It was a sitcom. I can't remember who played the mom, Redhead. But, you know, she had her two grown daughters living with her. You know, it was just it was just a sitcom about mm-hmm. being a single mom and... Yeah, Superintendent Schneider. Well, there's kind of a remake of that on Netflix too, but it's I like it better than the old one because they're from they're from Cuba, um, and then the mom, the the grandma, she is phenomenal. She is so much. And what's fun that to watch. called again? One day at a time. One day at a time. Mm-hmm. It's got Rita Moreno and uh, um, just a whole lot of a whole lot of the the Cuban. Um, culture, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's very, very, it's it's very funny. It is very funny, but it also touches on some things too. Like her daughter, her daughter is, is she she's fifteen and she decides she's she realizes she's lesbian and um, you know just it, it's it, it's very very good. And um, 
I know that you're not excited about what's happening this coming week, but the next Fifty Shades movie's coming out. Yeah, I said <laughs> Fifty Shades of Crap. I know. <laughs> I know. But I, I am that teaches, excited. That teaches young women, if I just love this sociopath enough. I know. He well, you have to change. watch. You have to watch. He's just not that into you. Then watch Fifty Shades of Grey, and then watch. He's just not that into you again. <laughs> to reiterate that he's not the he's not the exception. He's probably the rule, and he's probably not going to change most of the time. <laughs> yeah. That's how you have to go into that. And there's women my age still who think if I just love him enough, he treats you like crap. <laughs> he only texts you at 2 a.m. You're a booty call. But if I keep loving, no, it doesn't no. work that way. In fact, I don't know. You know, I, I look at like Ken and, and I'm planning something very nice for him on Valentine's Day, even though he has something planned for me. I did not picture you as a Valentine's Day person. I actually never was a Valentine's person. I used to always think that romance was cheesy. And, you know, you got to keep in mind that I'm much more a... a methodical thinker than an emotional thinker mm-hmm. you know so I always kind of thought that romance was was cheesy but you know when I was with Zach he uh although I have to admit when I was younger I was kind of a demanding you know demanding about Valentine's Day but then I finally figured out it's because they didn't treat me well the rest of the year so I <sighs> thought maybe at least one, one day, day. <laughs> you know because I didn't Aww. have the good sense because I was one of those girls that thought if I just love him enough <laughs> You know, but, but, um, you know, Zach, Zach did, uh, Zach could do romance all the time, but he did romance on steroids for Valentine's Day. And, uh, Ken is, Ken is very loving, more subtle, which maybe is a better fit for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says he has something planned for Valentine's Day. And then, of course, I have friends who are like, oh, he's going to propose, he's going to propose. <gasps> No, once again, he is smart enough to know romance, yes. Romance where I have to make a life-changing decision, no. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, he gets it. I don't I don't want to get I, I don't want to get married again. I'm 49. You know, this be your first marriage, hopefully your only marriage. Sorry, I didn't mean to say first. <laughs> it's it's 2017. Yeah. Everyone says that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and Amber getting married, and and you know, I and I have other friends. I'm not opposed to the but idea for you, of marriage. For me, it's I don't. You. Yeah, it doesn't matter what everybody else in the world mm-hmm. is doing. But I do kind of owe him something really spectacular because you know, remember for three months, for three months he had to put up with date. We're not on a date. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> We're two companions sharing a meal together. We're not on a date. <laughs> But, but the reason I'm bringing that piece up is because, you know, the women who, who are, if I just love him enough, I just, just love him enough, I just love him enough. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I have somebody who is very devoted because he's never quite captured me, you mm-hmm. know? And he, he won't. He won't ever quite capture me because there's that part of me that is extremely independent, you know, and... and I don't know. And I think it makes him feel, too. It, it was frustrating, I'm sure. But I'm sure it also makes him feel like she really wants to be with me. Or she, doesn't, she, yeah. she doesn't need to be with me. She doesn't need to have a boyfriend. She truly wants to be with me, mm-hmm. you know. And it would be nice if more women could think that way instead of. But it's funny to watch women because on one hand, they hate all men. 
all men suck. They're all lying, cheating assholes. And it's like, well, then why are you trying so hard to get one? You know, I don't. I used to have women like that in my life, and I um, I don't have anyone currently in my life that thinks like that. Yeah, and I think that's and I don't I because don't have of the any. type mm-hmm. of energy I exude. Maybe no, I don't have any in my life like that. Because, but you see, because them. I see, the, of course, they see them on Facebook and stuff, and it's like you know, if you hate men so much, quit trying to get one, right? Because because you can watch you, you can get a you can get a dog. Yeah. Yeah, they're, you keep alternating. Loving. Men are assholes. God, I'm so lonely. I wish I wasn't so lonely. I wish <laughs> I had a boyfriend. Men are such jerk faces. Uh, Make up your mind. Those are the crazies that men avoid. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Except the weird men that have some weird belief that crazy women mean they're better in bed, which I think the fact that I'm not crazy gives me more time. <laughs> to think about really exciting things to do in bed. So I, I don't understand that mentality, but... Oh, my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> oh, are you listening to any new music? Um, no. So I, I just discovered Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And... It's funny you say you just discovered it, because, you know, I know I've told you before. I know that I've told I knew, you before on the podcast before. I know mm-hmm. that I knew that it was a way to get your Amazon order shipped faster. That is really all I knew Amazon mm-hmm. Prime as being. Like it was like having like an elite Amazon. They're going to ship your stuff faster than the non-Amazon Prime. No, That's how I because I've told you about Amazon Video and. But you never mentioned the music. And you know music is the, a huge the music, driving force for me. I know, but you have an iPhone, so I didn't think I needed to mention the music. Well, you don't have to pay for the music. You stream it, and you can pick the songs. Like, unlike any other streaming service, like, I can go to, um, like, Carrie Underwood's album mm-hmm. and pick the one song I want to listen to. You're like, yeah. yeah. Well, no, okay. I can't. <laughs> I, I've just been a Prime member for, you know, four years, so... Well, I just discovered but this. But it's exciting. It I'm is. excited for you. <laughs> Sorry. So I don't order a lot of Amazon, but over the last couple of weeks, I've been ordering more Amazon. And I'm like, okay, I'll do this 30-day trial, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they sent me this email. It was like outlining. And it did mention the videos that you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. But then it said streaming music. And I was like, well, what? And so I, I like just put in, I think Kelsey Ballerini was the first one I put in. I, I like her. I've seen her perform she's great mm-hmm. but i don't love her enough to buy her album yeah I but there's a couple of her songs that i like and i can just on amazon I, listen to them you're looking at me like i'm an idiot <laughs> no i'm excited this is my excited face this is my excited face maybe you're watching too much sheldon cooper that you're not you're not you're not reading the motion and they also have like the dash where you can like save items mm-hmm. like my branded toilet paper. Say I wanted to like save it under Dash and I could just like order it just by the clicking a button. Yeah. You act like I knew this. I didn't know this. I, I'm There's just so I'm just much surprised. I'm always Amazon Prime. I'm just actually surprised at people who are new to Prime. You know? Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not criticizing you. I'm just surprised at people that I'm surprised by people who say, I don't order that much from Amazon. I order everything from Amazon. Yes, (laughs) and I'm finding that there are some good deals Mm -hmm. on Amazon. You can buy in bulk. It's like having a Sam's Club membership on your couch. 
Yeah, it's great. I've, I've been buying my textbooks from Amazon because they're cheaper. Right? Mm-hmm. And not this term. This term, my book is was crazy expensive. I mean, so I bought used, and used it was 110 bucks. Wow. Getting it on the Amazon text, because they have this, they have Amazon text, which is very cool. So you can highlight right in there. You can do note cards right in there. You can print this out. I mean, it's it's wow. pretty amazing. You can write notes on the on the sides. Um, but the for this particular book, even on Amazon, it was almost two hundred bucks. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes they don't have the greatest deals. I, I no. do like to compare. Yeah. Like I'll look what I'm looking for, and then just do a Google search and see what I can find. And but. I want to say 80% of the time, Amazon has the best deal. They um, they have really, really fantastic customer service. Extremely well done I've never customer had to deal service. With their customer service. It, it's, it's very fantastic. And um, they also, you know, they were having some challenges for a while where they were, uh, because just because the infrastructure, you know, so many people order from Amazon and the two day delivery or overnight delivery was not functioning the way it was supposed to. And so they started using, I mean, they look for solutions very, very quickly because they don't want their customers to be impacted. Mm -hmm. And so I had some things delivered by um, like on Sundays from the post office, you know, so they're mailman. Yeah. So they're utilizing, so they are utilizing the United States postal service for some of those some of those things. And I know there was a time where there was talk about actually using the United States post office for Amazon delivery. Um, how that would work. I don't know, but I mean, they have a business model that is truly unique and different and they have like distribution sites. Like they have a distribution site here where they have like Uber type drivers delivering. Um, and they're building a new one. Like they're creating yeah. like a thousand jobs in Aurora, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, their their business model is is truly spectacular. Of course, there's the hardcore people that are like they're putting the small business out, and you know, I'm like, and now Walmart did that. <laughs> I think the times, like mm-hmm. how we have progressed, and mm-hmm. how our society is so much busier. Like right. to stop and go grocery shopping right. is not convenient. Right. It stresses me out because I'm like, crap, I have to get food. I have to get food. Right. But I have so much other stuff to get done. Yeah. And, and to then be able to order it and have it delivered. Yeah. And there's people, so you know, there's people people who shop at Walmart all the time. They don't bitch about Walmart, but they bitch about Amazon. Amazon's putting people out <laughs> of jobs and all this stuff. And no, actually, they're adding jobs. Mm-hmm. And they're, for them... The customer service is such a huge part. Walmart, that's not their that's not their strategy. Walmart's strategy is low prices, period. Right. Getting good customer service is not that's not what they're about. You know, treating their employees well, not what they're about. It's about low cost items. That is it. That is their strategy. It's worked for them. But Amazon Amazon does have that customer service focus, and so they have the connection between treating employees well and producing great customer service. And they're they're for people who I think these people they seem to think that in Seattle they just have one gigantic huge warehouse and that's where everything comes from, and that's not the way it works. Right? You know, I mean, there's distribution centers where they have jobs all over the United States. So um, I'm a big fan of Amazon because I don't necessarily have time to go. To and Walmart store. is trying to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
had to pull this up while you were talking, but they had first come out, Walmart had first come out with a shipping pass program, which was a fee-based two-day shipping service. Mm-hmm. And then they, they scrapped that because that doesn't compete with Amazon Prime. So now they're offering free two-day shipping on more than two million items when shoppers spend at least $35. Right. So they're they're trying to compete, but again... But they you don't know, value Amazon, their... you can buy something for $3 and still get two-day shipping. Right. You know. Right. No. So, yes. I did that last night. Yeah. And, the, and, of course, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Walmart. I understand their business strategy. I understand that low cost is seriously important to a lot of people. I am not a fan of Walmart. Yeah. I, I, I like good customer service, for one. And I like to know that employees are treated very well. You know, so I don't tend to frequent companies that don't. So are you a Target person? Yeah, I'm more a Target person. I like Target's, Target stance on, on, you know, I mean, Target has some some civil liberty stances mm-hmm. that, that I think some people thought would harm them, but it, it doesn't. There's enough people who are very, very supportive of the LGBTQ community where they, they shop at Target more. I yeah. think mm, I I don't have a preference. It's based on the product I need. Mm-hmm. I cannot just go to one because Target doesn't always have what I need. Right. And that frustrates me. Again, stresses me out. It takes more time. Yeah. And I'm like, dang it. I haven't stepped foot in a Walmart in probably 15 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm no, glad you still love good. me. I do love you. Because I just, I, I, it's just customer service is big to me. Right. You know? And I, I'm not going to go someplace. You know, when I, when I do go shopping, I want to go in, out. That's it. Mm. And, and I'm not going to go someplace where I'm going to have to stand at the check line for 45 minutes to get through because right. they only have one open, even though they have 50 of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, and I, I, I do get their business strategy works. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. You got some news. I do. You got some talking happening. Mm-hmm. Not getting married, obviously. <laughs> no, not getting married. But um, serious commitment here. Yeah, big commitment. So Ken and I, we're looking for a house. <gasps> we're gonna buy a house. Buy. And it, it is such a huge, huge, huge commitment for me because I only lived with my ex-husband. You know, I've had plenty of boyfriends and long-term boyfriends, but I've only lived with my ex-husband, and I didn't much care for it. <laughs> Why? I liked him fine. It was uh, <laughs> sharing my space with... Uh, but it, it's kind of ridiculous because, you know, Ken and I, we're together every single night. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, literally every single night. And you have night. Two, two apartments. And and so his his kid basically has this rent-free apartment, <laughs> you know. You know, his kid's like 22. He just graduated from college. Great kid. And and he comes over to my house, too, you know, and they play video games and stuff. My son and him play video games. Did I ever tell you the story? Did I tell yes. you? Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> All the potty mouth, jeez, playing video games. But, yeah, so we're going to look for a house. And um, he assures me that I'm going to have my own carry space. What um, will that look like? Well, you know what? He's been showing me, you know, because... Housing prices are outrageous. Crazy stupid. I know, like four hundred thousand for a, a refrigerator box underneath <laughs> the bridge. Now, so so he's been showing me um, some articles on the she shed. 
I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's the kinda female. It's kind of like a man cave. Yeah, but of course much prettier and stuff because, you know, we care about those things, whereas men don't. Men right. would be okay with one of those copper wire spools <laughs> as a coffee yes. table and lawn chairs, you know, <laughs> as and long milk crates to hold their great big giant TV. <laughs> And sorry, I don't mean to stereotype men. I know there's plenty of men who do like you to do live not in have nice, to disclaim or nice places. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he's been talking about that. He's like, you know, I could build you one of these. I'm like, that'd be cool. That would be awesome. I'm so excited for you. I'm a little bit terrified. You'll be fine. It, it'd be it, it'd be good. I, I really, truly can Imagine, you know, and it's funny, the people who think that we should get married, they're like, well, then he's not the one if you don't want to marry him. I'm like, no, I imagine my life with him. Mm-hmm. I imagine my whole life with him. He's he's a wonderful, terrific, amazing man. Doesn't mean I have to marry him. Right. Living with him is a big step. So. And how long have you been dating? Well, we, <laughs> n- none of my relationships are ever just a straight, a straight right. away there, you know, so it's kind of like. In your eyes, how long have you been dating? And then in his eyes, how long have you been dating? Because there were non-dates at first. Well, we've known each other for almost two years. There we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, the first three months, we were just companions enjoying meals together. In his mind, we were dating. Right. But I in knew my that. Mind, we weren't. <laughs> well, congratulations. You'll have to keep us posted on that fun. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take another break. Kay. When we come back, um, we're going to play some question and answer fun, which we haven't done in a while. Okay. All right. Are you sick of the frizz? Are you in a hurry? Do you want glamorous straight hair? Well, Foxy Bay has the answer. It heats hair evenly from the inside out, reduces frizz, and delivers a healthier, smoother finish. It's eight times faster and easier than the standard flat iron or hair straightener. No more clamping down on your hair with flat iron. Straighten and maintain volume at the same time. And the cool part is, is it comes in rose gold and black. It's a rose gold straightening brush from Foxy Bay. It's F-O-X-Y-B-A-E. Com. And we're back with Carrie McLeod, two girls and a bottle of wine. Yay. I still want you to switch <laughs> just switch me up. <laughs> we can use your, your alter ego name. <laughs> yeah. um, so we used to do question and answer fun on every podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like it got a little stale. So It's because you would ask, ask me celebrity questions that I didn't I'm know. learning. I don't like bring the, it to like the, the table. Brian Remember that the was, Ryan question? We were going to play... Because um, I thought those three Ryans were Kill the same Mary. Um, oh, yeah. Kill Mary. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't really know who these people are. Because so, I thought those Ryans were all the same guy. But I feel like if I were able, and I would not be able to do this, if I were able to do it with political people, <laughs> like you might know, <laughs> like right now. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Um, so these are just questions to get to know Carrie McLeod a little bit better. Okay. Um, so are you ready to yes. reveal some more about Carrie McLeod? Sure. Okay. What does friendship look like to you? Keep it. <laughs> that's a very broad question. That is a very broad question. And we don't have to elaborate. It's kind of a guilt question right now because I don't have a great deal of time for my friends. And that, that makes I me did not bad. mean to. No. No, for me. I mean, that's just me. And maybe that is because I do. I, I love my friends. I, I think friendship means it's it's accepting people. It is. It's it's accepting people. It's it's not judging them. It's um, embracing their differences. 
you know, while also enjoying the similarities and the things you have in common. Um, I don't always necessarily think, I mean, I have some friends in my life that I, they're lifetime friends. I think you're a lifetime friend. Um, and then there's other friends that, you know, some people come, come for a season, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you grow and you learn from them. So friendship means to me that I get to experience different perspectives too on, on lots of different things. Right. And, um, and I can share with them about Prime. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you took four years to get there, that's that's that's, that's my own that's damn okay. fault. That's no, my that's, own damn fault. That's okay. That's okay. I take a long time to make decisions, so it's all good. What oh what does your perfect day look like? Why did you make that face? Because I don't know where you're afraid. You're afraid it's going to be all about sex, aren't you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that is probably what my perfect day looks like. So, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. When when I leave here, I'm going to go have a perfect day. Oh, after the grocery shopping. I hear that there's some big football game going on today. Yeah, I have no... So, I... We're going to derail from this question. I'm calling it... I'm calling it football con. Football con. <laughs> um, so Steve's been traveling a lot this year. Mm-hmm. 2017 has been pretty intense, which is good. That means he's got work. He's paying bills. We're good. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine. Not complaining. But when he has been home, he's been home for like four days. Um, and it's February 5th since the first of the year. So he was home for a day last week. And I was just like, blah, 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 blah. like mm-hmm. I would not shut up. And then like all of a sudden I went on this football rant, which he doesn't watch sports, but he's from Houston. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, my brain connected. I was like, so they're having the Super Bowl in Houston, I hear. And he's like, oh, are they? I'm like, that's your hometown. So that's like, where football con is taking place? Yes. And I was like, well, are the, is the Houston team playing in it? And he's like, Janet, why? Why are you asking me these questions? I was like, well, they're just questions I want to know. <laughs> He's like, maybe you should Google. I was like, I Google all the time when you're gone because I have no one else to ask questions to. And he's like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, this is what happened to me. Leave me alone too long. But, yeah. So I'm going to try. He comes back today, and he's going to be home for six days straight. I'm going to try and, like, keep the chill down yeah like, don't talk about football con I'm not, the, the fandom is insane luke bryan is singing either god bless america or something beforehand that's Who, the only thing i care about and I, I will probably catch it on youtube after the fact yeah i'll probably look at the halftime show on youtube but watch the game now ken ken might i don't know he's got homework so i don't know i'm not a huge fan of the the gaga so I love Lady Gaga. I mean, I don't necessarily love all her music, but I appreciate she's got enormous talent. You know, yeah. she's exceptionally talented. And um, and I think she's a marketing genius, kind of like Madonna, you mm. know. Yes, I see those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked her first C- album. Who calls it a CD? Old people. If I go First, dance in a gay bar, I totally love Gaga. <laughs> totally. And I did like her in a, in a um, what's that show? American Horror Story? Yeah. Oh, my God. She was. I like, didn't watch it, but I heard great things about it. it I, as a person, I, I have I, no negative, but just not a I love my 12-year-old. My 12-year-old loves horror. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the first American Horror Story seasons, I was okay with. Yeah. And she's, she said, I told her that I bought, you know, because sometimes some of the streaming video on, on Prime, you have to pay for. What? 
Some of it you do because it's just about it's just about rights. And so, you know, it wasn't on Netflix yet and I really wanted to see it. And so it was on Prime and she asked, can I watch it? And I'm like, yeah, of course, that's fine. She watched the whole season. She's 12. She watched. It's very, very, very sexually explicit. Oh, dear God. And, you know, and, and of course, I, I don't teach my kids that so I don't want them to think sex is taboo or any of that right. stuff. But I also don't want them to think that sex is a good means to kill people so you can drink their blood. <laughs> so, <laughs> good mama. Good and mama so right there. I watched it. I, Ken and I watched it after. And he's like, oh, fuck, you let her watch this, didn't you? I'm like, yeah, she watched the whole season. <laughs> I'm like, should I have a birds and the bees conversation with her? <laughs> so. Oh, then the season would make so much more sense. <laughs> I gotta pay attention to that crap, seriously. Yeah, so this is uh, Super Bowl 51, from what I saw on Facebook today. You mean Football Con? Football Con 51. Mm -hmm. And all totally... the cosplay going on. That is going to be It is the, the most expensive con ever. <laughs> so. And I was getting my nails done yesterday, and my, my nail person, her name's B. I love her. Um, we're friends. And she was like, so you're not going to watch the football game? I'm like, no. I was like, it was exciting when the Denver Broncos were in it because I felt like it created this awesome yeah, energy I here. Yeah, watch it then. I was like, but no, I have nothing like connected to this. She's like, what about the commercials? I was like, YouTube. Like, why would you spend... Right that much of your Plus life. Plus, they haven't been as good lately. I um I don't even watch it when the Broncos are in, because to me, that's kind of like if I went to church on Christmas and no other day. Well, which, which it's, it's I, all about the social I aspect. do sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Not Because I don't go to church any other time, you know, and I have occasionally gone on Christmas. But, you know, I kind of feel that way about football con, too. Well, like we have friends that are super fans, mm -hmm. and like last year they had the parties, like the playoffs, the game before the Super Bowl, and then the Super Bowl. And I went to all three of those gatherings, so it's like the social aspect, and the food is really good. See, you need more gay friends, <laughs> and here's why you need more gay friends, because the gay friends, yes, they do the Super Bowl party, but here's what they really do. They do the Academy Awards party, yes. you know, with the red carpet and everybody dress up. They do the Golden Globes parties. They do the Grammys parties. See, that's the group you fit into. <laughs> I, I could better. see that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I could see that. Mm -hmm. It's the social aspect. <laughs> I don't even know how we got here, but I love it. <laughs> if you could eat anything at all right now, what would you choose? Um, and none of the calories counted. Let me go deeper. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of OD'd on Girl Scout cookies, so probably not Girl Scout I cookies. ordered mine and they didn't come in yet. We bought a ridiculous meal of Girl Scout cookies. Um, oh, nachos. Nachos. What's your favorite? Like, who makes your favorite it's nachos? Than this. Yes. Carrie brought some Jamba juice, and it's amazing. I did a ginger shot there too. Uh -huh. That is like doing a shot of whiskey. Seriously, the way it goes down. Oh my god. I like to do the the wheatgrass shots. Yeah, I usually do the wheatgrass, but I thought I'd do the ginger. What are your favorite um, Girl Scout cookies? Um, I do like the Thin Mints a lot, which is interesting because I'm not a mint person. 
You know, that pairs but well with t- a Pinot Noir. I Did you see that? My friend <laughs> yes. posted that on my wall. Yeah. Someone else sent it to me and I was like, oh, this we, is we made great. we made we made ourselves sick, seriously, because we ate so many Girl Scout cookies and I paired the wrong wine, apparently. <laughs> Dang it, Carrie. <laughs> I know. But the um <clears throat> Were they the ones, the coconut-like ones? Oh, those are the Samoas. Those yeah, are Samoas. my favorite. I love the Samoas. And then the s'mores are new. That, that was really yeah. good. But it, with Girl Scout cookie, I even like the lemon ones, and I don't like lemon anything. Lemon doesn't go in with my desserts. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't like lemon anything, but I like the lemon the lemonade. cookies just fine. Yeah. They go well with the Pinot Grigio. And of course, I like the peanut butter ones, but I can't have peanut butter cookies in my house because I will literally eat the whole box. <laughs> People would say, well, how many Girl Scout cookies did you eat? Uh, three or four. That's none of their business. Three you should f- never, ever ask anyone how many Girl Scout cookies they've eaten. Three or four boxes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, never, ever ask anyone how many Girl Scout cookies they've eaten. That's rude. It doesn't matter. I'll lie anyway. <laughs> I had two. I don't add boxes. I had no. two. Yeah. <laughs> Just two. Oh my gosh. What is something that you'd really like to get better at? Hmm. There's so many things I wish I was better at. Just one. Um, I'd like to be better at managing my time so that I could spend more time with my friends. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be better at that. Or better at not being so self-involved in my life as if this is always, all this is really, really urgent. I'd like to be better. It's hard. It's a balance. Yeah. And since we're coming upon Valentine's Day, what makes you feel most loved? Um, well, so in regards to, like, my relationship with Ken, it makes me feel incredibly loved, the things he remembers about me, you know? Just just things that he, he does. Like, you know, when I'm sick, he goes and picks me up. I don't ask him. He just goes and picks me up, you know, Kleenex and ginger ale. And, um, you know, he knows that I like the double noodle soup, not just the regular noodle soup. I mean, he mm-hmm. pays attention to these things and, and that, that makes me feel loved, you that, know? Cause a lot of guys don't pay attention. At yeah. All. Yeah. So paying attention to those things, knowing what I like in my coffee, you know, those types of things. Yeah. Those make me feel loved. Well, good. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So you had mentioned nachos, and I asked a question that I didn't let you answer. Who makes your favorite nachos? Um, I can't remember what it used to be called. Baja Fresh. Are they still around? Well, there's... I don't know that they're still around, but the one that was Baja Fresh, I, I think some of the people got together and they purchased that area. Mm-hmm. And the menu is very, very similar. Okay. You know, they don't have the Baja names and stuff, but the the it's very, very similar. And their nachos are exactly the same as they were when... What makes them special, their nachos? I don't know. I, I like their... You know what I really like? Is they don't charge me extra when they say, do you want shredded cheese or cheese sauce? I want both. Okay. And they don't charge you extra? No. That's amazing. And they, and they have steak on them, and you can get them mm. with shrimp on them. And they're, I really want some nachos. I know. I'm hungry now. Why do we always talk about food on your podcast? Because I, I don't typically eat before you come, so then I'm like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> All 
right. Well, Carrie, it's been so great having you on the podcast again. It's been fun. I love seeing you. I love talking I to love you. I love seeing you, too. Um, anything else you want to share before we exit? Nope. All right. Well, everyone listening, have a wonderful week, and we will see you again very soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. You found us once, but can you find us again? Make sure and check out our website at twogirlsandabottleofwine.com. You can listen to us on Podbean, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher. All of our links can be found on Tumblr and Blogspot. Thanks, and we'll see you again soon. Mary also had a bottle of wine.